Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he knocked the headgear off him. This is G'day, welcome to Footy Talk. Coming up today, we are going to talk about the Newcastle Knights. Are they ready to go? They're going to smash your bunnies. Mm. Oh, you're getting out of yourself there. Why? Oh, what, because Jackson Hastings out? Well, yeah, that's what right, I'm mate, thinking. We'll, we'll cover that. Prices of players, keeping it out of the papers. Yeah. I'm a big one of that. Just keeping the salaries Because out then of the that's what we judge them on. That's what we're going to talk unfair. about today. G'day, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Footy Talk. My name is Anthony Maroon, and joining me today, Queensland great and uh, host of NRL 360, Gordy Tallis. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic. What mm. a great weekend of footy. So, loved it. Great day yesterday. A couple of big scores. A bit lopsided, but we don't know what the eight is. So, mm. that always makes it exciting. Whether your bunnies can push up in there. I thought I had them as favourites halfway through the year, but footy's good. Brisbane, Queensland, it's all flying. You wouldn't have the bunnies in your top four now, I guess. I mean, no. Nah, nah. nah. Oh, no. Nah. And, and they got a – I don't want to get off the point here, but they got a pretty good call, I thought, with the Cody Well, mate, Walker listen, thing. I just wanted to bring it up because, you know, you normally work in reserve grade with Woodsy and that. Hunter. <laughs> so, so like, sorry, yeah. you don't work in reserve mm. grade. You go and help out the reserve mm. graders and sort of yeah. coach them. I'm the captain you know, coach. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then now, you know, you're up here like <laughs> captain coach of this one. You know, you're yeah. in first grade now. I just, I just, you know. No, well, it's great to work with you again, mate. Mate, I just wanted to welcome you back Mm. to the bunnies. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, uh, let's start with the Melbourne Storm. Now, they obviously beat Canberra 48 points to two. The interesting thing with that is this this is a game that could decide who finishes fourth and who finishes fifth, and Melbourne absolutely mopped the floor with Canberra. Yeah, they've turned the corner, haven't they? They were a bit shaky through the origin period. They had a couple of losses, but just yesterday, the way they were able to dismantle the Raiders, and this is the Raiders that, had gone down there and won the last five, I think. Yeah, they got five a great games in a row. Yeah, mm. down there. So, uh, you know, Melbourne, every time you write them off, every time you don't think that they can match it with the heavyweights, and they played Penrith a couple of weeks ago and they were off the pace. Yeah. But they can turn things around quick, that side. Like, they work really hard and they can, you know, they tend to put a Band-Aid on what's broken really, really quick, you know. And I would hate to be playing them. Yeah. Wouldn't you? You would hate to go to Melbourne and think that you're definitely going to get the two points. Oh, I think, up. yeah, mate. You know I mean? And yeah. Brisbane would like that challenge and Penrith would like that challenge and, you know, all the big sides like the challenge. But as a fan, you're thinking, I don't know, I just don't trust mm. this Melbourne. they got Munster, you know, like Meany's starting to go good. you got Hughes, you know, you got Harry Grant, you know, and then you've got big Nelson, Nelson Asafa Solomon, the big Easter Island statue coming yeah. off the bench or mm. mate, whatever he's doing, just running amok. And Pappenhausen's not far off. He apparently playing great. I'm going to have a look at that Q Cup game tonight. But yeah. well, he played 80 minutes. I yeah. think he set up a couple of tries, scored a couple, and I think he had like 19 carries for like 170 odd meters or something. Wow. So then that proves that he's getting involved. So then all he needed to do was, obviously, I probably would have rushed him back because I think you're going to learn more in first grade. But they just wanted him to get a bit of confidence and um, obviously playing 80 minutes in the Q Cup, which is a pretty good standard. You know, it's. It's probably equal to the New South Wales Cup. So to have him there and more importantly for him to get involved and get tackled that many times, you know, shows that he's cl- – look, he's not going to be back to his best but confident enough to pull on the Melbourne Storm jersey. And it, look, the thing is, Gordy, if we're talking about – we constantly refer to the the spine of the team. So Pappenhausen, Meany, Munster, Hughes, 
Harry yeah. Grant, something like that. You would think if they finish top four Melbourne, <sighs> they're red hot chance. I think you leave Meany there. I think he's done a fantastic. What, what do you do with Pappy? I, I think you bring him off the bench. Right. As just the X factor how that's what used to happen with him. He used to come on at 14 and just sniff around the ruck and play off Harry because – you know, if you look at Melbourne Storm, that's probably one place where they have struggled because they don't have the Bromwiches. They didn't have Kafusi on the edge. And I know that they are super professional and no matter who you put in the jersey, uh, they do the job. But they have a bit of X factor coming off the bench with Harry Grant in a one-two punch. That's when they were at their absolute best when they had Brandon Smith coming off and doing that role. So I think having something like Pappenhaus, and that's just the luxury to have. If you can carry him 14 – if you get an injury in the back line, he can slot in there because mm. yeah, Meany can probably play centre. He's a bigger body, play centre and wing or maybe even go into the half. So, yeah, I think Pappenhausen could be a real X factor going into the finals because you can just sit him there fresh. Oh, isn't that un- – Gordy, that's like I'm driving my Lamborghini, but yeah. if for some reason it breaks down, I've got a Ferrari. Yeah, you know? just on the tow truck behind yeah. you. <laughs> and just pull it off. Yeah, yeah and, mate, and it's warm and the tyres are warm, mm. so you can just take Ready off. Ready to go. But on the other hand, we mentioned, and again, I, I say the score was 48-2. The Raiders, this was such a big opportunity. Yep. Ricky Stewart is filthy. Here's what Ricky said after the game. It wasn't tough at all. It was embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassed. We weren't prepared to fight for the, for the 80, and they were. We are fighting for a top four spot today, and we delivered up, delivered up that crap. That's the embarrassing part about it. I'm, I'm lost for words on a lot of it. What was your message to the players immediately, Ricky? Ask them, mate. They're allowed to talk now, apparently. Mm. Little dig at the players there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I watched it. Uh, you're sitting there and he's just – and that's the Ricky Short that I played against. He's just super competitive. Mm. Today it'll be a totally different press conference, but that's – I prefer that. You know what I mean? Like as a fan, I like that he walked in there, that he's super disappointed, that it's warts and all, you know? Yeah. It's just that the journalists – because they were Melbourne, like they didn't push him a bit more, like you know what I mean. And he's got friends in the media, but geez, I would love to have been a fly on the wall. And but Ricky, man, how do he turn it around and just keep on <laughs> and just keep on poking him just yeah. a little bit, yeah, <laughs> and just to see what he would have got up to. Well, look, they've got the dogs <laughs> coming up this week at home. Then they've got the Broncos at home, and then they've got the Sharks away. I mean, they're going to finish top eight, but I mean, can you gain any benefit, Gordy, out of being beaten by nearly fifty this close to the finals? Well. You can't, and history proves that you've got to finish in the top four, right? So there was only one team, I think it was Brisbane. They come from fifth to win the grand final in 93, I remember, because mm. they beat the Dragons, and yeah. I was part of that. I don't remember a side winning out of the top four. I thought of South after Origin, Latrell back, if they could get their mojo back and tighten up their defense. You know, they used to let in, I think, the average of 13 points a game, then it got to 29 in the last nine weeks. So if they can shorten that up and just get their defense because defense is an attitude, mm. right? And if they come with a good attitude and start working as hard as what they're working right at the beginning of the year, South Sydney, I think that they have the potential to win it out of the top eight because I thought sides like the Warriors and the Raiders or Sharks or whatever are going to finish in there. So even though that, you know, they deserve the finish there, they're not as strong as, say, going to Melbourne and Melbourne or Penrith at Penrith or mm. obviously Brisbane up in Brisbane. At the moment, Melbourne, Penrith, Broncos, just those three sides in the top four <laughs> makes me think if ever we're going to see a team not win it outside of the top four, <laughs> it's this year. Yeah, well, well Pen- look, look, Penrith are sitting hands and heels, aren't they? So mm. they're healthy, they're fresh, they play a great brand of footy. They are the best defensive side. Like they wrestle the ears off a lot of sides. You know, they, they, 
they tend to control the speed of the play of the ball better than any side. So unless there's a crackdown by the referees, you know, you think Penrith are going to be it because you just can't beat their defense. Like on the line, they just all tend to be standing there. Like they just get, mate, uh, they get numbers in the tackle. Um, Brisbane, I think that they're showing that they're jumping every hurdle at the moment and the Roosters were a desperate side and they've played a lot of desperate sides. Parramatta was a desperate side. Um, they went to Bulldogs. It was an emotional. It was Josh Reynolds. So out of origin, they've had some wins that I thought would have been a bit of a danger period compared to where Brisbane was last year because they fell off the cliff, right? Yeah. But they've jumped every hurdle and watching the way Reese Walsh is playing. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, the only thing is, is whether the pain has situation becomes a distraction. Do you think it will? Well, it distracts me. Right. I'm over talking about players' con- mm. contract. I was over talking about Moses. I'm over, you know, I was over talking about Tinos and Fafitas. You know what I mean? Like the managers that can't get the job done, just keep on putting it out there in the paper. I would hate my wage. I said it yesterday. I would hate my wage. I'd hate to know that I'm out there and people know what I'm on or like negotiating or whatever it is. You know, like, I did it as a young kid. I went in there. I got told I was a bench player, and it's something that you have to do. It's a necessary evil through the Super League. But once you started doing it, you know that it's part of the game. You know it's part of growing up. But, you know, I don't like it getting played out in the media. Yeah. You know, I don't think it helps the game. I don't think it helps the fans. Yeah, I, I, look, I couldn't I don't think it helps the players. I don't think it helps Luke Brooks knowing that his wage is out there. I don't, yeah. I don't think it helped Cal and Ponga that his wage was out there. I don't think it helps a lot of players that their wages are out there. When we're a blue-collar game. And I think, mate, look, I, I 1,000% agree with you here, Gordy, and not just in the NRL sector, a- anywhere in life. Well, Someone's life. wage is not your business. Well, it's life. Like, you know, the CEO of Macquarie Bank just got a bonus. It was $50 million. That was his bonus. Million-a-week bonus. Right, but but no one knows who he is, right? So no one cares. He's running a bank, right? Yeah. So, mm. But when it comes to sports people and you watch them every week and you can justify on what they're doing and he's under the – scrutiny of a sports person i i just feel yeah you know i mean they're well paid they should be all that kind of, i'm not begrudging them getting money i just over that that's how we judge the players on what they've got in their bank account yeah. when it, when it's i think it's a little unfair i think it is too and the other thing is like you, you and the reason why the players don't put it out there players don't negotiate their own contract mm. right the managers do because yeah. the managers want to put it out there because look at me i'm the big man come and get with me the day the players have to keep on paying their managers. So you say Tino's manager, he's probably going to get 700000 Out of this deal. Yeah, he, I guess he would so easier. Just so I always put it as a gardener. If Triple M paid my gardener and my pool cleaner or whatever it is, or paid a bloke, but when you got to pay for it yourself out of your own money, you look at the job that they've done. Yeah. Right? So if I had to pay my manager and every week there's eight grand or every month, eight grand going in one go, did he do eight grand worth of work this month? Yeah, it's a good this point. Month? Did mm. he do eight grand of work this month? He had four meetings to get my deal done. Four hours work, really good. Four hours work for what, 700? Yes, but the alternative- No, no, work that out. You know, but the alternative <laughs> is, out. Gordy, the alternative is Tino for Sumala Awi, Payne Haas, whoever. Yeah. Campbell Graham, Reese Walsh, whoever. The alternative is they do the deals themselves yeah. and that's when they are going to get- I mean, well, you know. that, well, see, that's what I loved about this whole players' negotiation because they don't negotiate their own hundred thousand dollar contracts, but they know how to negotiate a billion dollar one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, sorry, that's that's another dig, but but see, but that's for <laughs> but that's for me to go. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. Yeah, you know I mean, but I just think that they should take 
you know, I mean, if it was my son, I'd say, mate, go sit in there on a meeting. Just watch the way business is done because footy mightn't last long and you've got to go into a job and you get offered and, mate, what do you want or whatever it is? And I got told by a really successful guy one day is he asked me to come and work and he goes, mate, what do you want? And I went, oh, he goes, it's a number. Mm. I will never get offended by a number. I went, oh. Yeah. And, it was, and it was really good advice. And I just think that the players could probably take a bit more ownership and then it mightn't be out in the paper because they don't want – the pressure on their family. So now what's going to happen is, you know, Tino Fasul Malawi is going to be the highest paid player. It's going to be spoken about. So when he doesn't play good, they're going to ask, is he worth it? Yeah. That's it. Mm. That's that's what goes with this territory. We have seen though, Gordy, you know, just to wrap up on this, but, you know, I think if we look at these long-term deals, people sort of at the – uh, when Tao Malolo signed one in DCE, people going, oh, it's fraught with uh, danger. There's two. There's two that we go, well. Because mm. Jason Tamalolo has delivered. I think yeah. when you walk into the Cowboys, they got the big banners up, and I think he's got five or six players yeah. of the year, right? So when they signed a young 20-year-old Jason Tamalolo that we all saw had sort of potential and that deal were going well, well, Jason was probably really expensive in the first couple of years. Then he paid it back. Like there was a – I think Matt Scott and Thurston got injured. Remember that time? Or – Whatever, yeah. and then he made. Yeah, yeah, he, he had to stand real, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm. so like then he's delivered. Like Jason Tamalolo has delivered now because he's had a few injuries. Because he and he was so durable. Like he didn't get injured. So this year he's carried a couple of injuries, and last year, um, as well. But other than that, I think that he's probably. And then Daly Cherry Evans. We never hear that he's overpaid. No, no. So because yeah, in the moment he kicks a field goal. You watch him in Origin, and he gets the moment. Oh, he's a class. And then act. you look at someone like Brooks. That's yeah. the only thing we talk about. Yeah, Dobbo. Ben Dobbin. Well, if I paid $14 an hour, way too much. <laughs> Cut that in half. Yeah, we can slice that. Or we can send him off to somewhere else. <laughs> oh, please. Mate, he's, mate, he's sent his resume everywhere. He's oh, on he's his last what he's yeah. done. Oh, everywhere. Uh, oh, mate, it's like the pamphlet drop. Yeah, it's just everywhere. Yeah. He's who, who manages the great Ben Dobbin? Oh, himself. All oh, right, of course. Mate, yeah. he's a self-promoter. <laughs> the greatest self-promoter you've ever met. Because <laughs> you know when you meet those boys, say, G'day, mate, I'm Gordon. G'day, mate, I'm Anthony. Mm. Get out, mate. Ben Dobbin. Yeah, right. Channel Nine News. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what? I, I love him, he's man. he has become not that I am the guru no. or or the judge. He is an excellent rugby league caller. I feel, you know, wow. because I listen on the listener app, and <laughs> I think at the moment, as I say, I'm not the guru or the judge, but as a colleague, I, mean, I would like to say he does a great job. Yeah, I'm just a little bit dirty. Last week, he sort of dropped out of footy talk to go meet the Premier of Queensland. Yes, well, you know, so right. he's always looking for yeah. the most, you know, like the next. The higher thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the most important person mm. in the room. So, yeah. like, and you, when you meet someone, he keeps on looking over your shoulder to oh, see who yeah, else is walking yeah, in. That's, yeah. that's the type of guy mm. we're dealing with. So, that's why I just wanted to have a dig because I like stabbing people in the back. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, it's better he, than a chest, isn't it? Yeah, he's easy game. <laughs> hey, let's take a break. It's like a dartboard. And when we come back, I want to get your thoughts on the Knights now. I know they're on this massive winning streak, but oh, a massive out coming up. Let's talk about that next on Footy Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk. Uh, the Newcastle Knights now, Gordy, they've won six straight games. Yeah. Of course, their winning streak started with that 66-0 victory over Newcastle. I beg your pardon, over the Bulldogs. And they beat the Bulldogs again this week. So, look, they have rocketed into seventh spot. It's been an inspirational effort. Yeah. But I don't know how they go moving forward without Jackson Hastings, who was obviously yeah. this weekend hurt with the hip drop tackle. 
It's a bit of deja vu, wasn't it? It was last year, Patrick Carrigan, I think, was six rounds to go because I think that's when Broncos fell off their perch when Carrigan dropped it, and I think he may have got six or eight weeks. I thought Preston was a little bit lucky. Out of that tackle, we sort of still don't have a black and white what a hip drop is, but that one was pretty classic, wasn't it? So you feel sorry for the players because it's like they just get lost in the tackle, like they Mm. just lose their feet, they drop weight, you know, so they can pull him down quicker. And Hastings is one of those guys that just likes getting on the outside of you. So that tackle is probably going to happen to him a little bit. Not that he contributed to it too much and he deserves it but that's what happened but the Knights they've been fantastic I love the way Pong is playing a fullback you know he went overseas he had all the tests he's come back and he's been fantastic really but their forwards have laid a platform you know like there's been those guys that have just got there and got the job done like in the middle of the ruck and Bradman Best send him to Bali every week mate I'd send him to Bali straight <laughs> after the game he's on his own jet you yeah. go there you land you get another leg tattoo and you're back <laughs> and <laughs> And and much out for ink poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay away. <laughs> Ken, uh, Ken, moving forward now, they're, they're, this week they've got the Rabbitohs right, in Newcastle. Well, it's a massive clash, right? So the Griswolds, so we're going to do a road trip there. Mm. Are we there? You know, we're going to go to Wally World. We're going to go to Wally World. Right. Yeah, the Triple M boys are all going to jump in a bus mm. in a minivan. We're going to head there. We're going to call the game. We're going to do a little pub crawl on the way back. Oh, how good. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. That's what I'm excited about. But uh, – it's a big clash, you know. I think for both teams to see where they're at. South, this is this is you to go. Hey, hold on, right? We've copped a fair bit of shit in the last month, right? And we haven't been playing good, but this is us. We're going to go to. No doubt, it'll be a sellout, right? And Newcastle, there was one of the heavyweights. They're out of form, but we got to beat these guys. This is our first real hurdle. But this is the the hurdle on the hurdle here, Gordy. Is now they're going to have to do it without Jackson Hastings. Well, you just got to get a, the job done. Well, what do you do? Does this mean maybe Ponga comes back in? You don't think so? No, 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 no. Ponga can run the run the ship from at the back, and since he's gone at the back, he's found his form again. Uh, he's so hard to beat, and that's where you really want to attack. That's where everybody attacks is on the edges. Um, if they can stay solid in the middle of the ruck, so you got Gamble. Uh, I think Lockie Miller. Yeah, uh, he was a fullback. Maybe you could throw him in there. You just mm. got to, you know. And I think Clune was around yeah. the place. So mate, they just got to find someone. Mm. You know. Ah, it's a bloody terrible timing for the Knights. It's great timing for the Bunnies. Well, but I- mate, and you never know. You never know. So I don't know the severity of the injury, but if it's if it's one or two weeks, it'll be all right. If it's longer, well, mm. no good. I just mean they've done so much to get yeah. to where they are, the Knights. And given, I know that they've flogged the dogs a couple of times, but in there they've beaten, I think, the Storm, the storm and the Raiders. So it's not like they've had all easy yeah. games. Yeah, uh, and that was a storm. And I still remember that press conference with Christian Welsh talking about, mate, how did they get beaten by yeah, Penrith? They had yeah, no one. Yeah, and then yeah. they just – so that was the motivation. But, look, uh, they've turned it around. And that said, it is a big hurdle up against South Sydney. But, you know, who knows? Who knows, mate Maroon? I'm not predicting anymore. All right. Rugby but, league is unpredictable. If you That's are – one thing I'm predicting. Yeah, that's the one thing you can predict is rugby On the league. Anthony Maroon tip predictor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, if you speaking of which, I tipped eight out of eight for the round just gone. Anyway, Knights fans, you've got South this week. Eight out of eight. Yeah, I tipped eight out of eight. And then you've got the, the Rabbitohs this week, Knights fans, and then you have the Sharks. Both those games are at home. And then you'll round off the season with Gordy, the Dragons away. So, look. It's a they big... can still win all three. Mm. Mate, they can still win all three from where they're at. Now, as I said, South Sydney aren't humming on all cylinders. You know, like if they're a big V8, well, they've only got about 
four cylinders going at the moment, so they got to keep on opening up the engine and making sure that they put their foot on the throttle. But I give the Knights a chance. I really do, especially with the home ground advantage. South Sydney's been on the road where they've been to Perth, they've been to Tamworth, they've been up to Barlow Park in Cairns. Now they're going to Newcastle. That's that's four on the road. Yeah, that will be an absolutely massive game. Speaking of being on the road, Gordy. Chicka White's smiling. I don't know yeah, why he's smiling. Chicka White, yeah, our I know, mate. Oh, mate. What's the great thing about the producers? As soon as I said road trip, he just got a big yeah. smile. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. he's doing, mate, whether he's going to have a gap year and do Route 66 or something <laughs> on the way to Vegas, <laughs> something like that. He's one of those uh, kids, you know, like he's been mm. working for four years, but he needs a gap year. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and he's, uh, he, he's worked out. He's Look, it's taken me – 30-something years to work out all the rorts in radio. He's worked them all out. <laughs> oh, mate. Doesn't he? Isn't he <laughs> yeah. good? Isn't he, uh, mate? Whatever road trip he wants to go to, mate, we go. Yeah. Hey, mate, we're just going to go call the game in Mars this week, mate. I've talked to you <laughs> and it's sorted. <laughs> mate, I can't get the, mate, mate, I can't get uh, to a game up in my yeah. hometown of Townsville, mate, when they've got a mm. packed house. Can't get anywhere. But and, no, don't worry, Chicka White, mate. He'll get anywhere. A couple of things he's done in his uh, – 10-odd years. Mate, they call him arthritis. He can get into every joint. <laughs> <laughs> and he's already had one car, courtesy of Mitsubishi, like a free car. And, you know. So we promote And he gets a free car. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mate, he and James Graham, the two of them, mate, they're oh, yeah. scouts. Yeah, God, they're good. Yeah, yeah. God, they're good, mate. I'm going to count my fingers when I shake the hands <laughs> with them next time. All right, so <laughs> speaking of road trips, it's locked in now. The NRL is taking a couple of games to Las Vegas, Broncos Manly, Roosters South. So before we make a little, have a little fun with this junket, why? Why are we going with the NRL? Why is the NRL going to Vegas? Here's PVL. And I think in the fifth year, you will see one massive big promotion in America, and I think you'll see some significant new revenues for the game. I'm very confident uh, that we're – going to be really successful in this uh, initiative. And so every club should get an opportunity to see it. And, and who's to say that we don't then extend it for another five years? Um, once we get a foothold in the in the States and we have a new market, there's 320 million people in America. There's only uh, 26 in Australia. So it's a massive market if we can crack it. Yeah, so there you go. There's, there, you know, there's a method to the madness. Yeah, he, he's, he's talking about the eyeballs on television and growing the pie. That way I'm talking about like, I've been to America. Like, I love it. I've been there so many times. I've walked through the Tennessee Titans. I've been through the Broncos. I've gone through, like, a few of the facilities. And if you don't play college, gridiron, if you don't play American football, you don't play. There's not – so here, like, you know, you can go play for, you know, the, you know, Maitland Pumpkin Seeds. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Pumpkin Seeds or whoever, you know. Like, you can go play for the Springshaw Mountain. Man, there's, there's so many levels of rugby league that you can play here. There's so much talent that if they don't play college and they might be injured or they, you know, or they're a late bloomer, if, if they don't play college and get in the system or play NFL, there's so much talent. If there's 300, if 30,000 decide to take up the game of rugby league there and there's just this little satellite tournament, you know, and there's one over in the east and one in the west and they play and it might be 10 years' time. It might not be, you know, when we're alive, but if that can start now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like then, mate, who would have thought that the Matildas, right, here, would have sold out a stadium. Yeah. They would have thought yeah. when the last time they played seven years ago, they were playing to, you know, the three stray cats and the dogs that were like <laughs> yeah. sleeping at the back <laughs> of the stand. So, you know I mean? Like a pie ball where it's the highest rating show on TV. So that's what we got to look at and just go over there and, you know, you got Russell Crowe, you got Hugh Jackman. So at the moment we got these stars that are involved in our game, maybe just to promote it and there's someone sitting there, a bit like the Brian Carney. 
right? That's a perfect example. Brian Carney in Ireland playing Gaelic football or whatever it is, looks up on the screen, watches State of Origin and goes, I want to play that game. Yeah, great story. Gets on a thing, comes here, plays for Newcastle with the boys and now he's, you know, doing the Sky Yeah, he's on the Super Sky League TV commentary. over there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Brilliant. So like then, you know what I mean? So there's other stories like that out there. So, you know, let's just hope that we keep our fingers crossed and um, I like it because our pie can't get bigger, I don't think, in Queensland. Our pie can't get bigger in New South Wales. I'm sure that the new kids, you know, like, you know, uh, participation uh, can get grown everywhere, but they're going to America. Uh, I like it. And I think South Africa is a uh, is another area. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? A- because they are built for it. Like, if you look at the Springboks, you know, I think that they're the closest. Like, you know, like, we've got it into New Zealand. I reckon if we can ever get a side from South Africa or just the competition over there, there's so much talent. All right. Well, good long-term plan for the NRL. It's not just. I just want to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be a part of it. Joe Berg, Durbin. Mm. Gave it up. Absolutely beautiful over there. (laughs) (laughs) Divine, yeah. So Vegas is on. uh, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Manly. Um, That's going to somehow start off the season next year. We're going to leave it there, Gordy. Always a pleasure to work with you, mate. It was so good. I'm I'm so happy to be back in first grade. I know that I got dropped for a while. I thought I was back in first grade. (laughs) (laughs) Dobbin. Tell us Dobbin. (laughs) (laughs) Face me getting coached by John Candy. (laughs) 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 All right. Until next time, this is Footy Talk. I love Fairy Force.